1: Saturday morning and here come the girls, Ray and Faye, with Let's Talk Gardening.
0: And good morning, gardening friends. Well, we hope you survived as best you can this past week. What a what a doozy it's been for us all. Now, the team is here and we are ready to go. On the phones today, we have Peter Kelly assisting us and you can call him right now on nine four eight four. 1927 and we thank him for uh putting putting himself forward because he's done uh, a breakfast show already with alan and uh, he's helping us out this morning so we appreciate that very much now as i said the lines are open you know our number you can also send your question or query to gardening at au. and a big shout out to the talented and witty alan simons and of course again his wingman this morning was peter kelly Excellent start to Saturday morning. Fab format of nostalgic music, always in Alan Simon's show. Thanks to both boys and our cycling DJ, Jim Crichton presented the cycling wrap up just now. Jim returns next Saturday for you. Caro, how are you? How have you? How have you handled this past week? Oh, blitzed it, Ray. Right? Did you? Oh, <laughs> right. Okay. Oh, well, a little yeah. bit extra
2: ham watering, a little bit of extra touring round the garden to see who's out and about. Just and- a little bit. Bit of monitoring, Mm. yes. Been Mm. out with a camera. Have you? Had my fair share of... Time in
0: the office as well. I was about to say I went underground to an extent. Uh, I did what I had to do, and uh, my main focus was survival mm. <laughs> of uh, my animal and my garden and ourselves, of course. Uh, not much else really good about it. I I just think it gets too hot for to, to think, in my opinion. Well, it I don't enjoy it. it. I said last week. We it was hot, and the
2: wildlife were oh, showing they really signs were. of stress. Yeah, when
0: mm. I was out walking the dog early in the morning even then they were out under trees with their mouths open and Mm. I mean yes I was running out filling up my bowls and doing what I can keep the water fresh keep it cool because the water heats up uh yeah so we did we did all we can do and I think there's a lot of us out there doing it too you know um doing trying to do the right thing trying to help yeah doing the best we can indeed Mm.
2: but no it was good good week
0: to catch up inside (laughs) yes absolutely and get a a few other jobs done so yeah and and uh, as i say we've got peter kelly on the phones 94841927 we are chatting roses today the chili thrip is around uh at the moment i have it uh we're chatting with rob melville and katie coyle from none other than melville's rose and garden Uh, they're the best in the business that pair and we're going to have a good chat with them about roses feeding watering summer pruning what you need to be thinking about and doing now and you're going to cover off the stars of the season uh, shortly what to plant now for a splash splash of color or for something to
2: eat exactly yes and I've brought in a plethora of bits and bobs from around the garden right everyone has got a little Bit of a story that I could add, you know, <laughs> adds a extra bit of thing because it's easy to wander around your garden at the moment yeah. and, woe is me, this is burnt and that suffered and that just yeah, didn't yeah. even make it. Yeah, but <laughs> I've got a bit of that. But you know what? I, I go around and I look at what is doing well. Yeah, and you're and such focus an optimist, Ray.
0: I admire that about you.
2: Well, everything does have a reason and a season, Ray. Mm. As do we. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about it. Mm. Yes. And I think things are changing. You kind of need to go with the flow. Uh Not that our water's flowing well right now. Mm. We're, we're in our dry spell. Yeah. But that to be that is to be acknowledged. And we plan forward. You know, mm. we're all getting older. None of us going to get any younger. So where will we be at this point in 12 months from now? Mm. So how will We handle our gardens and how will they evolve? Mm. How can we make it easier? How can they be more resilient? Yeah. How can we
0: be more resilient? (laughs) Well, let's keep it
2: simple and be easy on ourselves. Mm. Because summer's for entertaining. Yes. Balmy nights and starry skies. Yes. Yes. You've got a big grin
0: on your face when you say that. (laughs) How come... Well, I love an outdoor dance
2: you on a do. hot summer's night. Yeah, Music I, I, fills the air. I couldn't think of anything better myself. Mm, good mm. friends and family. Yeah. And that takes me to an event that is coming up all mm-hmm. about the stars. And it's put on by the Wildflower Society of WA Armadale Branch. And it's called Stars Over Bungendore. So it's on Saturday next week, the 10th of February, from 7 to 9.30 p.m. Tickets are available from trybooking.com and it is a night of stargazing. Richard Tonello of Astronomy Education Services starts with a fascinating presentation after which he will train his telescopes on targets which include the constellations of Orion, Southern Cross, Carina, Gemini and Taurus and other cosmic features as the great orion nebula the jewel box cluster the wishing well cluster and the tarantula nebula doesn't it all sound fantastic it does so it sounds like a great night people should meet at the southern hills christian college gymnasium in admiral road bedforddale which is adjacent to bungendore park and the proceeds from the event will be used to help restore and preserve bungendore park it sounds like a ticks all the boxes. Learning okay. about astronomy in our skies, helping park lands, and getting together with people on a hot summer's night. So when and where again? So Saturday next week from mm. seven to nine thirty. Bookings are trybooking dot com. Trybooking, try yes. And it's. Also run by the Bungandore Park Environment Group and the Wildflower Society of WA mm. Armadale Branch. Okay, beautiful. Mm. So that would that would be a wonderful evening under the stars. Yes,
0: yes. Yeah, just an excuse to be out mm-hmm. under them. How
2: how beautiful! Now
0: we've got some emails to plough through, and also I'd love to know what you brought in that you
2: can explain <laughs> that to me as well. Certainly. Now. This comes in from Lily, and she's got ants in her lawn. A lot of people got had, having yeah. ants issues at um, the moment. She said it's looking for a starry site. site sorry, site. Uh, we've tried squirting water and powder and not having any luck. Well, the thing about ants is, you know, people will say, oh, they don't like a wet area, so flood the area. But. Mm. Ants are amazing at creating their own dry area. They get under there, they make their tunnels, and they secrete something that's almost waterproof. So even if you flood the area, you know, they're too smart. Their tunnels are built in such a way that they don't actually flood, so they don't move on. The first step in ants is identifying who you are and what you've got because there are ant sprays and poisons out there that are targeting ants that you haven't got. Mm. So they're not going to work. So what you do is you get a sample, you put it on sticky tape, on white paper, and you put it in the freezer. The next thing is you send it to the Ag Department or PADIS, P-A-D-I-S, Pest and Disease Information Service. And I know their address is, uh, it's a locked bag address so I'll come back with that but you send off your sample they'll identify it and then you work out what your target treatment yeah, is
0: yeah, the, there yeah, the active are ingredient. a
2: lot of other critters that live in their lawn hmm. they don't necessarily cause trouble in your lawn but they use the, the ground below your lawn to create their life cycle so be mindful of not using sprays or poisons that is going to knock out everything you wonder why we haven't got christmas beetles anymore people are nuking the turf areas Mm. where they've laid their eggs and Mm. they can't emerge Uh, Mm. there's lots of good wasps flower wasps Mm. that live in the ground to complete their cycle or bury their prey of which there's quite a few hunting wasps there is a wasp for everything they can target spiders and caterpillars, so think about the whole ecosystem. Get your ants identified first, and then we go from there mm. so sage advice very good, so moving right along uh, now, over the last couple of weeks, we've had inquiries and uh queries about corn seeds, yes so we did have an email from katherine this week i did speak to robbie after his call last weekend yeah. found a little bit more out about his problem and he'd bought seeds like many others from a local hardware store yeah two different varieties mm. and both having the same problems so i have contacted both suppliers and with one my inquiry was being passed on so I will wait to hear back. But they actually were not aware of any problem. And this is the thing. If if people are having problems everywhere, they may think it's of their own doing. Mm. So but calling us, letting us know is one way of getting it's feedback back to the company yep. Yep. and just finding out what their, their processes are mm. uh, to get corn seeds into Western Australia. But it could be a case of... Both of these lots of seeds have actually come from the same source. Yeah. So, you know, commercial supplies. I did speak to Trevor Gay about it. Yeah. And um, he said in the past he had only ever had trouble with the seeds once. And what he found was that they needed to be stored in the cool room. Mm. So storage of seed is
0: is critical. So, when you say the cool room, are you talking about the bottom of the refrigerator, or
2: a co- certainly a cool a environment? Cool, if they've mm. been hanging on a shelf in an unair-conditioned storage or somewhere, you know, mm. yeah, forty-degree heat, not good. You know, okay. it, it could be a cause. The other thing is, they don't like to be planted too deep, mm-hmm. and they don't like to be too wet. Now, that's that's just a, a couple of things that we can rule out. Once the seeds are in our care, mm. but we'll watch this space. The other interesting thing was Catherine has sent us an email saying that she enjoys listening to our podcasts on her way uh, down from Northern. The last two weeks, she'd heard that we had callers about corn and she told us about Darren's podcast, All the Dirt, where she interviewed Laura from Thrive Sustainability.
3: Yes.
2: So I had a listen. I got on to Laura and we had quite a good chat. And we will have Laura on the show next weekend. She will join us in the studio. Oh, my goodness. I I am so missing growing my edible vegetables, Mm. listening to her and all the things that she grows. So... Yeah, watch this space. More information about the corn will be coming. And thanks, Catherine. I mean, this was just a great sort of segue yeah. and informing us about who else is out there doing great things yeah. and going to a local source. So. Local, local is better. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Jeannie, oh, I feel your pain. I can see you're distressed. You've been collecting bromeliads from the Kalamunda Garden Festival, like many of us, and some are going okay, but a couple in pots in the Mm. sun have burnt to smithereens, lost their bright colors, and she's wondering if there's any chance of reviving them. Well, fortunately, bromeliads are extraordinarily tough. When we say full sun, uh, there's not too many plants that just really soak it up in 41-degree heat. And while even some of the sun-tough bromeliads will handle full sun, 41 degrees is a whole different can push level. them over the edge.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, yes, they if they're getting too much sun, they can bleach. They Their colour gets lost and they'll get burnt patches on their leaves. I find the best time to water is at night time fill up their little urns and, and that should be enough to get them through the next day. I find that sometimes watering in the morning, the water, it, it hangs around and they can almost steam. So yeah, succulents are quite similar. Mm. They do better with nighttime watering. Mm. Now, many bromeliads, after they've they've suffered or when they age and mature and flower, will Put out offsets or yeah. more pups. pups yes so yeah don't be too disheartened they you just have to wait and really Ray, wait that's the new growth the message across the board yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. like what you've got won't recover no but if the plant isn't dead in time they will push out pups um, mm.
0: I read on um, a gardening Facebook page yesterday. Some poor love. She put out a note, and she said, "I, I do confess I had a little cry. You know, mm. people are distressed with what has happened in their gardens in this past week. And you know, yeah, it's yeah. devastating. And we, yeah, we, we put our heart and soul into it, oh, and I then know. you go through a week ah. like this, it
2: is, it is." Absolutely soul destroying, especially if you've got an event coming up. So, we had a few friends over last week, and you know, the garden was hanging in there. Yeah, you know, it's a different story Story this week. week. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. very much so. And it's it's hard because it takes its toll on us keeping out there. But with the burnt leaves, don't do anything yet. I know it's hard. Well, you do want to tidy the plants up, but don't. don't. No, you need. We've got another batch of 40-degree covering and even a burnt leaf is providing Something. canopy and shelter for what's, what's underneath. underneath. You mm. go through and you cut off those burnt dead leaves and then what you get underneath is another layer of burn. You even don't though, want that. Even some of my roses. Some have and some oh.
0: haven't, but some of my roses have burnt badly.
2: Well, mm. I checked the temperature of the soil in my oh, rose garden, man. 40 degrees. Yeah. You know? Yeah, Nothing. It's, nothing's... It's, designed for that. new plants we're not designed for that. Uh, yeah are struggling but yeah, yeah it's hot for us at 40 degrees the roots of new plants just can't hack
0: it no 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 it's been very very hard okay we're going to have a break when we return uh i think we'll be giving something away and faye will be talking about the stars of the season what to plant now for a splash of color and or to eat sounds good to me Radio. That was a quick break. We apologise for that. I had a mouthful of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> All hands on deck. I right. not see it coming. <laughs> All right. We do um, have Caroline uh, about to speak with us. And, uh, yeah, she wants to talk about her Salvias. Yes, there, there's another problem. Mm. Actually, I might add in the Selvia conversation with Rob and Katie because they do have magnificent selvies mm. up at Melville and they might be able to give us a few extra tips as well. Caroline, how
5: how are you going? I'm good, thank you. Morning ladies and welcome back. Oh thank, thank you. you very
2: much, Caroline. Lovely to hear from we you.
5: We we missed you. Oh. Especially since that lovely sweet lime that I picked up. Something attacked it and there was big holes in the leaves and I thought, oh, a leaf cutter bee and then I went to water it and this huge grasshopper leapt off it. Yeah, yes. yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. They're almost like pets in the garden, Caroline. Yeah, they are. <laughs> I just the he just went. That was fine. Uh, my
5: salvias, I was watching the garden show, and they're talking about these things that survived, no, it wasn't, it was better homes, survived the heat, and they put, so I I'm about to give up on salvias. Everyone
2: I've ever bought has died. Mm. Right. When did you plant them?
5: I put them in the bed in the springtime because I thought it would be all nice and established, but we did have that 40-degree heat. Mm. So I thought, yeah, it's got green leaves, but it never got past four inches Mm. and no
2: flowers. Okay.
5: just surviving.
2: Yes. Well, you know, I must admit, I've had a couple suffer this last week. My rose bed Mm -hmm. uh, cops 40-degree heat, like I just said before the break. The soil was 40 degrees. And a lot
0: of us have our salvias near our roses too. Mm. It's quite a um,
2: common theme. Mm. So if you think about it from the salvia point of view, okay, they've been put in the ground. Uh, They, you know, you've had quite a few weeks for the roots to establish. Yeah. If if it's getting everything it needs, if it's getting food and water and its root zone is happy, it should establish well. Now, if your soil is compromised, compacted and hot, the roots will definitely suffer, especially if it hasn't got its canopy up. So, you know, an established plant shades its own ground.
5: Yes. I put a little bit of mulch down there to protect the roots.
2: Okay. Thinking of that. um, And it's in a sort of like, it's probably the worst
5: part of my garden. When the sun's coming across, it's actually in deep shade until about a little bit later, and then the sun comes on it. But it is
2: afternoon sun that gets it. Yeah, so oh. it might still be establishing. Yeah. You know, sometimes it yeah. takes quite a while for yeah. plants to establish. So yeah. I this bed that I'm talking about, yes, it's compacted, it's hot, and it doesn't get all the water it needs. And another factor, I've got tree roots coming in and oh, yeah, taking from water. it, water. and mm-hmm. also a little yeah. retaining wall that cooks yeah. and pulls yeah. moisture out of the soil. Yeah. So yeah. I find I once I can get there. it all established, yeah. um, if I can do that, we're, we're okay. Going yeah. on, you know, things get better year after year. But for the next eight weeks, yeah. it's going to be it's touch it's and go. Now, when you yeah. say mulch... Um, you know, there are different types of mulch and yeah. I'm a little bit disappointed at some of the stuff that's being sold yeah. at what it is actually doing to improve the mm-hmm. soil and oh. let the water go in. So a fine mulch is not what you want. You need yeah. either a chunky mulch to shade yeah. and protect the soil and make sure that the water gets through past that. that okay, mulch, yeah. That will help build your soil. The soft mulchers are good too. Uh, They break down quicker and they create that barrier, once again shading the roots. And I think that's probably what you need. And you know what? Going back to the good old-fashioned sheep manure, a layer of that and then mulch on top of that. It's You know, it was a winner.
5: Because I bought that chicken canola and something else. I had this bed that nothing grew in. I Mm. put a few plants in. I put the chicken canola and whatever it was. Oh, my God, did those things take off? And I reckon it was a chicken poop in it.
2: Well, mm. yeah, and it works its way down into the soil. So yes. you water and it's yes. kind of yes. just gently liquid feeding. Yes. The other thing, yes. Caroline, you probably need a little bit sh- bit of shade on that plant. So yes. <laughs> we could take a leaf out of Bev's yes. book because we're told that Bev has an umbrella for every plant. So she gets out yes. there on those hot days and yeah. gives her plants umbrellas. Mm. Now, A lot of people do. It could yeah. be a branch yeah. off a gum tree yeah. Yeah. that yeah. is offering yeah. something. Yeah. No,
5: I bought those fly things, you know, that you put on your table. You pull them up and they form a basket. Yeah. I bought them all for my plants to that's, put out there. That's good. They had fabric on two sides. And right. I put it towards the sun side and just have cool air blowing through yep, it. Yeah, yeah. And I've got that. I've just bought those for a, a day ago. They had a couple of them there. And I'm going to put those over. Because in my other bed, because it's a cream fence, the heat that comes oh, off yes. story, all through the yep. hot thing, I have this shade cloth up the entire time. You can't see it from the front because it's white. And it's there for the entire season because I've got to tell you, those poor little, what do you call those purple things, this blue star of Bethlehem, mm. agapanthus, sh- are burnt to crisp. Oh, eggs, eggs
2: are burned. Yeah. Re- yes, reflected yeah. heat has mm. got a lot to answer yeah. for. So you, yeah. you've you probably ticked all the boxes as to the struggles of this little plant, so you yeah. just have to help it.
5: Yeah, because I've put in a couple of gowras next to it and they're going great damage. Yeah. The two, little, you know, the two yeah.
2: gowras.
0: They're, they're very uh, tough. What sort of salvia did you plant, Caroline?
5: got no idea. I've lost the tag for okay. it. Okay,
0: yep, yep. Oh. Some, oh, are, some yeah. are better than others. Some are better performers yeah, than are. others. That's
5: a fact. I water yeah. every day, and that saved my plants. I know people howl at me. No, 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 you're making it too weak, and I water every single oh, day. Look,
2: when we get cool. 41 degrees, yeah, you, yeah. if you know your plants, mm-hmm. yeah. you'll you will realise some need that to get through. Yep. Yeah. And it's not every day all the no, time, no, but no, in no. the extremes, we're talking about something Mm. Something a bit different,
5: and I, you know, I bought a couple of those really expensive, um, uh, uh, really expensive kangaroo paws—the the, the the blue one, purple and teal one.
0: Ah, yes. I
5: water it every day, and it's lush. Mm. Oh, yeah,
0: they, they need Absolutely.
5: more, don't they? Yeah, mm. oh, they do. They do. They need it every day because on the gardening show, this woman said that's a kangaroo paw, and for twenty years, it's had a constant tap dripping on it. Oh. And I thought. Oh, I didn't know that kangaroo paws needed so certain ones. She said, certain certain
2: ones. Well, that's ones, it. Yeah. Oh, it's not one yes. size fits all, is it? No, and is that in a pot or in the ground, Caroline? It's in a pot and mm. it's out in the sun,
5: and it's in a grey pot, which is probably the wrong colour pot. But I water it every day, and he's lush. out. i have got flowers at the moment. They're supposed to flower all year, but I don't care. When the flower time, they had these really sick-looking flowers. Sprinkled a bit of the. Um, Stuff for, for next lot of flowers were huge blooms. I got the proper stuff for um, native plants. Mm. I could see what, that they needed a little. What
2: was it that you used?
5: The little pellets. I'm not sure if it's osmocote or someone. It's the little round balls. but it was for specifically natives. for native, For natives, yeah. yeah. For natives, okay. yeah. And yeah. I made sure I did that. And I had these portulacas, and they were as dull as dishwater, and I put a few more in. And then I put um, pine bark. And they are lush because mm. it must be holding the water around them or something.
2: Well, portulacas are are very hardy, and Ooh. just having that bit of mulch helps keep their roots cool. But yes, they Ooh. they're on my list of plants to add a bit of zing.
0: Yeah,
2: at the right line. now. Aren't they gorgeous? Mm.
0: Yes, the colours are pink amazing. and orange and yeah. yellow. Yeah.
5: Anyway, thank you, ladies, for your help.
0: You're a I good gardener, that. Caroline. We love chatting with you. <laughs> oh,
5: thank you. Thanks, ladies. Good Bye. Online.
2: Bye. Cheers.
0: Yeah. So, um, yeah, she's a lady after her own hearts, isn't she? She's uh, she's out there doing it. Yeah.
2: And she touches on a a lot of subjects. Yeah. Yes. Selvias a hardy, except for when they're not. Yeah. Exactly. Except for when they're not established <laughs> yeah, or, yeah. you know. But you have to you have to think about what stage they're at and the little ones that i've got in yes they're they're really being pushed to their limits if i'm not careful if i don't do something extra give them a bit of shade or extra water isn't going to do it because it won't get them through that middle of the day 40 degrees they need mulch uh and or a bit of shelter Mm. to help them and maybe you know the wedding agent maybe it's time to do that again yeah uh and maybe a bit of seaweed. Mm, so Doesn't hurt. Mm, wouldn't hurt. Would help.
0: Yeah, okay. Yes, we've got time to do this. We've got uh, Mary of Bateman wanting to know when to prune her ruby. Little rubies maybe? Maybe. Mary, hi. Hi, how are you? We're Good, great. Thank, thank you. And um, my ruby
6: has grown so much and it just needs to be trimmed up. So could I trim it now or would it be too?
2: Is it little rubies? Um. Had it For a long time, purple um,
6: burgundy, no,
0: burgundy foliage. Yeah, 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 purple burgundy. I think it's the older one, not the new one. So it's oh, an alternathera. Alternathera. Mm-hmm. There mm-hmm. are there is a bigger. There are the the rubies come in different sizes.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is well. Yeah. 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 Then what you could do is go in with secateurs and give it a tidy up. However. Pruning, hedging, cutting back, I would not do until yep. the next 40 degree days are off the radar. Mm. Like, we shouldn't be messing with our gardens too much now. No. I thought that. Mm. I thought And
0: that. I think. Yeah. I think you'd do a bit of harm, actually. The yes. rubies. They
2: so, yeah. look good as it is, but this needs proof. Pretty...
6: Another thing, I've just heard you talking about Sylvia. Well, I've got Sylvia out in my front garden amongst my roses. Yeah. And I've had it for years, and it, it, I pull it up, and it's got roots coming up every year. I've had it for about four years, and it still keeps coming up. And it's a very high one, and it's got very um, blue flowers at the top, and the bees.
0: Yeah,
6: and it, and I've just pruned it all now because I've just had deadheaded my roses, and uh, I've pulled half of it up. But the roots go everywhere, and they're
0: yeah. just to come up. Some are and very rigorous. Have...
6: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just love it. I just love it when it comes up, and it's very high. It's higher than the roses. Actually.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. lovely. Oh, and um, the the birds and the bees do just yeah. love it. I don't cut. I don't deadhead any of those flowers until every last inflorescence has gone because Mm -hmm. even if there's just one left there it's it can be
0: put to use
6: yes
2: absolutely (laughs) it can attract the bees
0: i didn't like having
6: it back i i couldn't see the roses so i it. i "I know it'll come back but it'll come back but every year i've had it for about five years now i don't know the name of it but someone said oh it's a a type of salvia so, uh, it's not like the ones that you get from I mean, or that. I don't know where I got it
2: from, but I just love it. Oh, they're the best, you know, and when I was walking mm. around my garden this morning, you know i've got I've got things I don't know all the names, but I know most of them, but I don't know everything about them because they've come as a cutting from a friend, this is it, yeah. yeah. I don't know
6: where I got it from, but everyone loves it. And uh, I just thought, well, I don't know the name of it, but I still like it. And it still comes up, and I suppose it is protected with the roses and the frangipani in the middle as well. So yes, it's
0: happy. It's happy. Yeah, yeah. As long as it doesn't take over the world, why not? Yeah, gives you the colour that you want. Yeah. yeah.
6: If it did, it would look good. Anyway, no, no, that's great. Good. I just heard you talking about it and I
0: thought oh, I must mention it
2: about my solvia. Oh, yeah. well, good on you, Mary. Thanks for sharing with us. Good. Thank you.
0: Okay. All right. Goodbye. Take
7: care.
2: Oh,
0: and we're heading to Girawine. Philomena, how are you? Yeah,
7: hello. How are you two ladies? We are fine.
0: All things considered in this not. weather, Philomena. <laughs>
7: I know. I look forward. I said, let's go gardening, show on? Last night I was watching uh, gardening Australia that came on after the holiday yes, break. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They were. I was talking about everything. But this morning I want. To, I was just telling Peter that I've got five rose bushes that are about fifty years old. That's quite old, isn't it? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So what? What should I do? Leave them where they are, or or what? The... Philomena, Leave you should. Now? Stay
2: tuned in because we are talking to the rose experts at five past nine, Rob
7: and Katie
2: from Melville's Rose and Garden.
7: Uh, so where about, uh, sorry, Gina, where about in Melville is it? Uh, are they're no, in they're Carmel. In, yeah,
2: they're called Melville But oh. they're, they're going to talk to us today. But uh, am I correct? Do
7: you want to rip them up? I, no, no, I don't know what to do. Basically, uh, they've been sitting there. I mean, I've got uh, uh, the front garden. And I've given up on the lawn. It's not worth looking after the lawn. Uh-huh. We, we have a retriculation, but, you know, as you know, the restriction, we can only water t- twice a week. Yes. And then the rest of the time we hand water, yep. of course. And, okay. and then I've got one rose bush in the back garden. So I'll just wait and see what the experts have to say. Oh, and well, look, they're
2: advocates for keeping ah. roses because yeah. it's better than a bunch of flowers and you can keep yeah. cutting them back and yeah. Yeah. you prune them well and they will, they will be renewed plants and have lots yeah. of vigour and reward right. you forever and ever. Okay,
7: and um, I know, what about these, uh, I was going to go to the nursery, what is hellebore? are they just seasonal flowers?
2: Uh, seasonal uh, flowers, I'd say so, yeah. uh, definitely uh, yeah. shade plants.
7: Um, so yeah, because I was reading the article in the West Australian, the gardening, you know, about Sabrina Hahn, she puts, writes an article of gardening in the newspaper, and she was talking about now is the time to grow halibores. Is that how it's? Halibores. Uh, Mm. Yeah, like the, winter rose. Right. the winter rose. Okay, and that should be grown. Uh, um, it's better to grow it in a in a pot rather than in the garden, seeing that it's so dry here. Well, I tell you what,
2: I do you know one right. of the first times that I saw lots of hellebores growing were right. in Bob Melville's garden up at the original Melville's Rose Nursery, right, and they right. naturalised yeah. under trees. Yes. Okay. So. All right. Known as the winter rose, I suspect that that's going to be the best time. We'll get John to have a look and see if he can find helibores in nurseries now.
7: Thank you. Thank you so much, Ray. You have a good weekend.
0: You
2: too. Thanks, thanks. Paulina.
0: Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. And I'm going to give something away. How does that sound? Good idea, Ray. Okay, where shall we go? I think we'll go to Paul and Linda, Michener's Green Life Soil Co., They're up there in Middle Swan. $75 gift voucher up for grabs to go and spend at Green Life Soil Co. Must be a Curtin FM member and not to have won a prize in the last 28 days. Delivering a greener garden is Green Life's motto. It's a bit of a tongue twister, isn't it? And if you go to greenlifesoil.com.au, you can browse their free Perth gardening guides and downloadable resources. Whilst there, take a look at their extensive range of products too, which are specifically designed for Perth gardens. Or if internet is not your thing, why not just visit Linda Paul and the team at Green Life at their premises. They're open Monday to Saturday. They are extremely helpful and uh, can give you very good direction uh, with any issues that you've got happening in your garden. And did you know that Green Life Soil Co deliver across the metro area too? So, and provide courtesy trailers. So that's also very helpful. And we recommend that you do browse their Facebook page for updates. Now, let me have a look. Here's one of John's Curlies. Okay, it's a true or false $75 gift voucher up for grabs. You know the number, 94841927. True or false, cranberries float in water. True <laughs> or false, cranberries float in water. Another one of John Glidden's specials. Give Peter a call right now on 94841927. And that gift voucher could be making its way to you this week. You can go shopping. You're with Ray and Faye and this is Let's Talk Gardening. We welcome your calls this morning, 94841927. We'd like to know how you've got on in your garden in this last week. Let us know your story. We are, we're, here
2: to, we're here to chat
0: for, court, for sure.
2: There's certainly a few pest problems coming there, through. There are. Uh, there and there. we're hearing that more and more all the time, which is quite interesting. Uh, now, this went to our Let's Talk Gardening Facebook page and it's from Wilma. And she's been growing tomatoes. Now, the, the leaf on the tomato tips is curled and distorted. It's quite small. And she said that it was identified by someone on Facebook as broad mite, which is not something I'd commonly heard about. But certainly, the images that she posted look very much like other images um, so I've done a little bit of looking. And, of course, broad mite is a very small mite. You you would really only pick it by the damage it's done and by the look of the, the symptoms of the plant, the damage, not yeah. by seeing the pest itself, which mm. would be why it goes unrecognised. So the mites, um, yes, it attack tomatoes as well as a range of other host plants. Now, the problem that she has uh, after planting and bagging and binning them, she left the raised beds fellow for a few weeks and replanted with new tomatoes and capsicums. And the same thing happens. Now, this is a, a good reason why we would practice crop rotation. Planting the same plant in the same bed doesn't break that pest cycle. Mm. So as far as crop rotation goes, you would follow... A crop of tomatoes with leafy vegetables, so spinach and silver beet, cabbage and broccoli, something along those lines, and that can help break the pest cycle. Now, I guess the other thing that I do in my gardens, and one thing I recommend, it it's easy and it's fun, is having pest repellent plants around, or or keeping plants and flowering plants that encourage beneficial insects in because if you've got lace wings and hoverflies, they often just live in your garden, but they're an army there that when you do have pests, they can jump on it straight away. So having plants that have an humble flower, mm. particularly in a vegetable garden, things like your dill, your parsley, even carrots, when they flower and go to seed, create that environment where where the good bugs just live. It's a breeding ground for them. So when you put in these problems or plants that have problems, they're there to attack them. Mm. And you, you almost wouldn't even know you have the problem. Now, I've seen similar damage on impatiens and particularly the new Guinea impatiens. You will probably all be familiar where the new leaves are distorted, curled and shrunken. Mm. And that... That could well be a sign of the mites as well. You might have heard about uh, the green manure where you throw in some green manure seeds like mustard. It's a break crop. They grow and before they flower and set seed, you dig them back into the ground. So that can help break a pest pest Mm. cycle. Mm. So just give it some thought. Don't plant the same things in the same ground. Mm. I'd have a turn of just growing in pots for a while, I think, yeah. and and getting some of those companion flowering plants Happening. in. Mm.
0: Okay, we do have a winner for our Green Life Soil Co. voucher, Michael from Dudley Park. I used to have a client called, his name was Michael and he was in Dudley Park. I wonder if it's you. Yeah, going back a few years, Michael, if it is you. But uh, congratulations, that gift voucher will be sent to you this week. Do let us know what you get up to with it. Uh, Yeah, uh, very exciting. Now, the question was, true or false, cranberries float in water. What are your
2: thoughts, Faye? Well, I've only got dried cranberries, but I reckon if I put them in water, they would float initially, but then they'd sink when they filled up with water, wouldn't they?
0: It says, the answer is true. Inside each one is a small pocket of air. like floaties really isn't it it is (laughs) so good on you michael
2: i wonder if that's their way of um keeping their their next cycle going so if they were to drop off the bush they'd float down river they'd wash up on a shore somewhere and start growing seed dispersal
0: yep yep very interesting great instincts now we were going to talk about your stars of the season have you got
2: time to do that yes I think now is a good time because I had a chat with Trevor yesterday yeah. uh, you know it's 41 degrees yeah. I had In I, shade. I had to wait a while for him to call me back and I can only imagine because yeah. when he's got shade houses full yeah. of seedling plants you know yes. yeah. I, I spoke to him about his watering and I said oh of course it's all automatic isn't it well automatic is great when it works, but when it doesn't, if one thing fails, you You're can lose trouble. everything. You're and he said, trouble. you know, if if one solenoid fails, yeah. they could lose a yeah. whole shade house in yeah. less than two hours. Yeah. So yes, he he was doing the the walk around, just monitoring all his systems and all it his has parts. To. But they a lot do of
0: money a, tied up in all of that. A lot of work.
2: So he mm. is Sunnyvale Wholesale Nursery, yeah. and of course they supply yeah. a, a the lot nurseries. of the. Yeah, nurseries and hardware yeah. stores across the board. So, yeah. yeah, what would we do without people like him?
0: Uh, yes, very good question. So,
2: certainly for your vegetable side of things, uh, capsicums, chilies, and tomatoes. It's not too late to keep them going. Yeah. Uh, cucumbers, and rock melons. They're still, still out there now. Okay. Yeah. For flowers if you need to add a bit of pizzazz, and you can feel very good if you go out if you're a gardener because at this time of year you might think you're not a gardener yes but if you get out there and you've got an empty pot and you get something like your vincas your petunias or your portulacas you can have a splash of color at the entry to your home and it just looks amazing It, it really does make you feel good now the bigger the pot the better and if that pot is getting a little bit of morning, morning sun is fantastic and afternoon shade or dappled light would be ideal. And do you know, Ray, I've got these silly violas that are in still, a big pot still under, under the olive trees mm. and they get watered three times a week and they're mm. still like putting their little faces up. And at night time I often have a frog perched on the side of the pot are they
0: native ones or just the The violas no they're just just
2: just the pretty purple and well
0: i've got them in a pot as well and and they're exactly the same thing they're under silver birch trees and they're just managing to kick on so i give them a splash of water and just think okay
2: I haven't fed them yeah, since I put yeah. the initial slow-release fertilizer in the pot, Yeah, and they are bright. I just yeah. look at them and think, you silly things. I have a things. Heart
0: to pull them out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh,
2: now last weekend we talked about parma violets, yes. P-A-R-M-A. You know, I'd never heard of them before, yeah. but this is the thing. We have violets in our garden that we've had there for 20 years, mm-hmm. and Perhaps we didn't know the original name. So there I was in my shade house. And lo and, and, behold, lo and behold, a double white flowering violet. And I looked at the label and it said it Palmer Violet. Yeah. So that was grown by Domus and picked up as a markdown yeah. probably eighteen months ago mm. from the shed. And it's it's still in its same pot. Poor thing. It deserves to get potted on, doesn't it? Yeah,
0: it it's free free your Palmer. Palmer Violet, All free right.
2: it. I have a bag of potting mix, so perhaps um, this week And I love be the, the idea
0: of the double head too. I think that's...
2: Oh, yeah. Mm. I mean, mm. it's the survivor. It's still in that it, pot. It,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's Naughty. your testimonial, folks. Yeah, mm. it's tough. Yeah, 18 months. Good-o. Yeah, I'm glad it's still alive for you. <laughs> All right, let's go out. Actually, we do have to have a break. Sharon and Deborah chatting to you in just a moment. Curtain Radio. And we are back. This is Let's Talk Gardening. Nine o'clock. We will be going to the news now. Straight out to the lines. We're in Stake Hill. Sharon, thanks for holding.
2: Nick. Morning, oh, Sharon. How are you going? Yeah, good. How are you? <laughs> good. Um,
3: my question is: We have just bought a, a five-acre property
8: out in Stake Hill, and. We've been advised that to be careful what we plant because we plan on ripping out the garden that's currently there and putting in some easy care plants. And we've been advised that um, kangaroos eat a lot of the plants (laughs) that you might plant. And we don't want to, you know, (laughs) put in a garden and then come home one day and it's all been eaten for breakfast.
2: No, that's right. Well, (laughs) uh, it is... Beyond my experience and expertise, Sharon, but what I would recommend is that you fence your house garden zone, make a a kangaroo-proof fence and plant what you want inside of that on the outside because they do do eat a lot. So fencing and barriers is is the best you can do. And then Mm. you have your zone where you allow them... To to come in. Now interestingly uh, I know that one of the Wildflower Societies and I think it was the Hills branch had a workshop or a presentation (laughs) on gardening with kangaroos in mind.
9: Oh, okay.
2: uh, Following up on that and also on another note very funnily at the same time My friend Janine has sent in a photo of a tiny oak tree and she's grown this from an acorn. It's protected from hot winds and intense heat by shade cloth and it's planted on 10 acres in Julema. Now, the reason that this is relative is because Janine cares for baby kangaroos. Mm. So, Janine, if you've got any uh, information about what to plant that is uh, safe for kangaroos without the kangaroos eating the plants, we would be very grateful for your input.
6: I, I, I did, um, we, we googled
8: what plants are suitable
0: yeah. that kangaroos
8: won't yeah. eat and also not harmful to them. Much. And um, there really wasn't a lot. A lot. Mm. They did say a little bit about they like spiky plants.
10: They um,
6: like we spiky plants.
3: Yeah. Uh,
8: we were considering putting some um, red rubies along the front and um, I thought, well, I don't want to plant everything and then find, it, as I said, it's no good for the kangaroos and it's no good for our
2: pockets. No, <laughs> yeah, exactly. for sure. So I think if you've got a zone where you're establishing a garden for kangaroos yeah. to come in, you might think about, Shelter for them, and yep. establishing some trees. In order to establish your trees, you may have to put barriers around them until they yeah. they get high enough, and then shrubs. And I don't I don't know how much of the area you would have to put wire fencing around. Uh, yeah. And what? Well, it's all it's already got a lot of bush on it. Mm. It's just close to the house that was sort
8: of. Considering
2: doing the garden. Well, if you if you want a garden for you, fence it.
7: Fence it, yeah. Yeah. Probably the best idea.
2: And Sharon, if the first expense is the last expense, it's it's the 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 least expense. expense. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So do it properly. Okay. All right, thank you. You're welcome.
0: Very good advice, Fayakaro. Let's head to Mandra. Deborah, thanks for waiting.
11: Well, no problems. Um, I just wanted to let you know what's happening in my garden with the heat, that's all. Mm, please do. Um, well, um, my eggplants have got really burnt, all the yeah. leaves and everything. Um, with that, I'm just wondering just to leave them and probably cut the leaves off
2: later. Yeah. Um, do you agree with that? I do, and yeah. i've I've got sections of agapanthus that are copying the full sun, and they yeah. look pretty scrappy. Yeah. they really they really look
0: awful, don't they? When they, they get they they do, yeah. but
2: you know, summer is about let's just survive it. Mm-hmm. Then after Deal this bout of forty degree weather, um, mm-hmm. you know, in two or three weeks, you might start to think about trimming up, depending what the forecast is going to be. in that next little while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't yeah. don't hurry. Give it a couple of weeks. Give yourself a yeah. bit of time to just observe. Yeah. And
11: my roses, they're doing fine, the actual bushes, but the flowers they seem to have gone small. They're not mm. full of ah. like the rose full yes. rose. You yes. know what I mean?
2: I have you fed them?
11: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been giving them dynamic lifter. Um, and I did give them um, some, um, like, um, what do you call it, code as well? Okay, did I give them something else?
2: Well, if you tune in at five past nine, we will be speaking yeah. to Rob and Katie from Melbourne's Rose and Garden, and they'll be able to give their advice. The other thing to look for is small, deformed leaves and buds could be sign of. Thrips. Drip, yeah. mm. Oh, okay. Right. So just look and, out for
11: uh, that. Right. And what do I use if there, if there is on that? Well,
2: uh, it depends. <laughs> it, it depends. My my go-to is to get out there about three times a day and spritz okay. the leaves with water. So we change the environment. Uh, yeah. Rob and Katie will probably tell you something different. Yeah. Um so it's it's up to you. Yeah, and I did have um, dianthus.
11: Um, they've all burnt though, so, and uh, luckily from last year, I've got portulacas that have reseeded and yeah. they're going beautifully I at have the moment. Too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, Day lilies didn't do that great this year. I mm. um, don't know why. Last year they flowered really well.
2: If you're um, using dynamic lifter and a slow release fertilizer they might yeah. respond more so to a liquid like flower and fruit or even an MPK. You know, plants oh, okay. that are, that you want to flower need more yeah. potassium. Mm-hmm.
11: Mm-hmm. Okay, mm. right. And also um, at the back is, I've had this friend Japani uh, tree. Um, it's funny, it flowered white the first year. I've been at this house four years. And the last two years it didn't flower. And this year
2: it flowered, but it had a pink flower and I didn't know
11: they could do that.
2: Ah, and, you know, temperature can sometimes do that. If it's cold, uh, even white seduction roses, no, white iceberg roses can turn a little pink hue.
11: Yeah, I've got, them. that's what mine are and mm. they do, I've noticed that. This year they haven't done it. They're just all white, Mm. so... Um, but I didn't know about frangipanis changing colour like that. I was really surprised. So um, everything else is okay. Um, mm. And my veggies, I've just got a big Kent pumpkin that's going crazy. It doesn't seem to be affected by the heat. I've got a passion fruit going crazy. Mm. Um, and the only thing I did have trouble with my tomatoes. Same. They curled up, went brownish on the leaves, didn't produce a lot of fruit and... They're in good potting mix and stuff in tubs, so I've just pulled them out. Mm. Um, but I didn't know whether it was the heat that attacked them or what. I wasn't really sure, so, yeah.
2: Mm. Could, yeah, it, too late now, but could could be a pest. Um, yeah, could be. Could be the variety of tomato
11: Yeah, they were just self-seeded, that was all. Um, I just wanted to try them out. But someone told me it's not worth self-seeding tomatoes now. You're better off just buying the plants. Oh,
2: well, some of the older varieties are better. But next weekend, tune in because we will be talking about growing edibles.
11: Oh, great. Okay. And the other thing is my lawn. Now, I've had trouble with this lawn. It's kike and cooch. And every summer, it dies. It looks dead. And I water it. But... In winter, it's beautiful. <laughs> so I'm tossing up with it, get it ripped out and put something else that's tougher for our hotter climate. Mm. Uh, well,
0: I think you can talk on this. We've got to go to the news, Deborah. So if you want to stay with us, we will finish off this chat on the other side or we can hang up and Faye will answer it um, on the other well, side of the right. news.
3: We can all hang up now.
0: And, all right, love. Well, we'll, we'll,
5: we'll carry I'll, the, I'll
0: talk about it after the, in the show. Thanks, Deborah. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Today's forecast is partly cloudy, becoming windy with a maximum of 31. Right now, 29 degrees, humidity sitting at 38%. Overnight, the minimum will drop down to 15. Slightly better for sleeping, guys. It will be partly cloudy tomorrow with a maximum of 27. And you can look forward to a sunny maximum of 28 on Monday. That I can handle. Okay, we have the beautiful Katie Coyle and and he's not too bad looking either, that Rob (laughs) Melville character from Melville's Rose and Garden Online. Hey, guys, how are you both?
9: Very good, ladies. How are Hello. you?
2: Hi, thank you for taking our call. I know you are in the middle of a very yeah. busy time up there.
0: Uh,
8: it's
0: yes. crazy keeping everything alive. Yeah, can ima- only but imagine what yeah. what hours you guys are putting in and the labour involved in doing what you do right now. Tell you
8: what, well,
9: like you were talking about Sunnyvale, it's the same for us. If we don't keep an eye on everything, everything um, you've got little patches where they might not. Get enough water and you, yep. yeah, it doesn't take long for things to go backwards.
8: We did our fire breaks last week and, well, a contractor did our fire breaks last week and caught one of the cables, <gasps> one, of our, one of our boards. So we <sighs> were down absolutely running around like headless chickens trying to find where the break was. And So, yeah, it's been really...
2: And I, and I haven't got my wordle yet today either.
0: Oh, no! Been, oh, actually, yeah. I've, I've done mine, guys. And actually, it's a, it's a very odd word.
2: Mm-hmm. I came in oh. and Ray was sitting there tippy tapping well. on a phone Yay. discussing it with John. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> you I, get I got it. I got it in four today. You need to tell oh, the listeners what Wordle is.
0: Oh uh, well, it's 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 on my phone. It's just a it's just a word game, isn't it? You've got to guess the word yeah. out of five letters, and it's I do a it, daily one. Yeah, it's daily. I do it every morning. I, my day cannot commence until I've done Where'd wordle. Exactly the
9: exact same. I'm sorry to say, Ray, I've got it
0: too. in two. Oh yeah, my got a word. Oh, you're and sure? I haven't got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> drives me crazy if I can't get it. Sometimes it can take me hours and I leave it and it's I come back to it.
8: <laughs> yeah, that's what I have to do.
0: I've put it down yeah. now. I'm not look at it. Yeah, oh. exactly. So funny. <laughs> What's happening in How the Rose guys? world, guys?
9: Um, oh, just we're budding at the moment. So we've, yeah, um, we're have um, we nearly there. We've got about a couple of thousand to go. Um, Yeah, very, very difficult time to... To coordinate and everything to get together, but we've been doing it long enough to be able to get it pretty close.
2: Two thousand roses to go. So, how many have you done?
9: Uh, we grow about about twenty thousand, which is pr- you know small in, in regards to the rest of the world, but it's, it's, it's yeah. enough for us, and yeah, but... we it's enough for us to be able to look after properly. So, mm. it's about quality.
8: If we grew any more, we wouldn't be able to. We wouldn't be happy with the quality. Yeah, I, I,
0: right. I, I feel you. So how, how are your gardens looking up there? How's Melville Rose Nursery looking?
9: Uh, pretty good, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely, obviously, you know, you get a bit of scorching. and, yep. and, yep. and But I, I, to be perfectly honest...
8: It's pretty established. So yeah.
9: yeah. Anything
8: yeah. that's mature has got a better chance. I mean, it. like we
9: always talk about the basics. If you do the basics right, then you... You can still have a good garden in in you know forty degree temperatures, and that's um, <laughs> the key is just to do everything basically right.
2: Tell us how you get it all right, because we got people out there tearing their hair out. We had one lady this morning who's got very small blooms. Like what? What
9: yes, should you have been listening? Yeah. What, what
2: causes uh, that?
9: Ah, uh, look, the small blooms is basically a rose, like not just a rose, any any plant flowering plant it, in summer things develop a lot quicker so the the flower can't develop yeah, quickly I mean. the, the flower opens very quickly and so it doesn't develop as yeah as I, so that's yeah. An, that there's also a lot of moisture there's a lot le, less moisture in summer summer around so the flower won't develop to that size so that, yeah. that's pretty pretty normal
0: i have that too on some of my roses yeah the, yeah. the buds if, are very small if you look
9: in um yeah. if you look in england and, and the cooler places their flower, their David Austin roses are absolutely huge, mm. but they don't get as, as many. So we, I think we still have a pretty good, pretty good um, yeah. balance balance over here in in the west um, with, with our flower size. But yeah, you've just got to keep get them get them through the summer and,
8: and, we and look also, forward to the autumn. We also have to learn that not everything's perfect all the time, and yeah. it's, it's a natural thing that things behave differently in different conditions, and it's okay. I mean. On a 40-degree day, we're not at our best, so why do we think our plants will be? It's just, it's understanding that we now have a world that we can make everything perfect through technology and artificial intelligence and all those mm. things. But when you're in a garden, it is what it is. It's real. It is, mm. it is real. Mm. And, you, and we're so blessed that in this state, in this country, we do have room for gardens still, that it's not yeah. just all high density.
10: Yeah.
8: So we just look at something and we go, oh, well, it's doing the best it can, we'll do the best we can for it and there's
2: yeah. a happy medium somewhere. Yeah. So it's okay, it's so all right. So what is the best for a rose bush right now, Katie? It's, you know, it's had a few flowers which have fried off on the bush. Yeah. The leaves aren't looking great. The soil probably is looking a bit, yeah, What What,
8: what we tend to say, we tend to bring everything back to the human condition because we understand humans, we understand our own kind more than we understand something else. So what we say is if it's a 40 degree day and you are sending your kids to the pool, they'd be better to have a ripped T-shirt on than no T-shirt to stop them getting burnt. So if the leaves are a a bit scorched and a bit withered and a bit unhappy, Leave the leaves on, don't pull them off because that's still giving the plant some protection and and able to cool itself down. It's all about surface area. So again, it's a matter of what we were just saying. Just accept the fact that it's come to a really hard time. We often think that a plant is bulletproof but it's just another living thing. It's just quiet. It hasn't got a voice. So Mm. it doesn't whinge. It just slowly deteriorates. So we just do things like wetter soil, up the water a little bit if you can. Another mistake people make is they put a new plant, a rose or whatever it is, in an existing garden bed. But that's like putting a tiny baby in with teenagers in a daycare centre. Who's going to look after the tiny baby? The teenagers are going to get all the food and the Mm -hmm. the attention. So you've got to be aware that you put a new plant and it's going to need a little bit more tenderness than the ones that are already established.
10: Yeah, it so, has
8: to be
0: nursed along. Mm.
8: Yeah, because that that's what it's all about. is You've, you've introduced a tiny young plant into a, an adult situation. So it's just all those little awarenesses. Of, think of it as a, a puppy or a child. It's,
10: it's,
2: yeah. it's a tiny baby plant. Yeah. So with 41 degrees coming, when should we think about doing a summer prune?
9: Well, most definitely pretty soon. Um I would probably, yeah, definitely. I think we've got similar temp, like you say, similar temperatures next end of next week. Mm, okay. So I'd probably, generally, I, I like, in our nursery, we like to have a really impressive flush, like the winter flush, in probably around about April. Yeah. So roses, generally, in this kind of weather, will re- repeat flower when you give it a summer prune in about seven weeks. That's approximately about the right time. Okay. If you work back seven weeks from the beginning of April, that's about the time when you can look at doing a summer prune. Definitely, if you know you're going to get 40 degrees, uh, it's better to wait because, I mean, it's not the end of the world. If they flower a couple of weeks later, the, the health and of the plant is the most important thing. Yes. So, yeah, de- definitely, definitely not... You, you want as much foliage on a plant at this time of the year as you can, for, as Katie said, to protect the plant. Um, with the leaf.
2: Okay, and when you prune, are we feeding at the same time? What What's your advice for? Uh,
9: you, you can do. Um, I think in that situation, I would look and see what the plant, where the plant Maybe. is at. Yeah. If the plant looks like it's still got a bit in it, um, then you, don't be scared to wait a couple of weeks after you've done your summer prune because you, you want you still want them to have a bit of a rest when they've had that that deadhead. So. Mm-hmm. The fertilizer they'll they'll definitely be activated straight away as soon as you cut the plant and I'd probably leave it a couple of weeks let it get over that yeah. initial stress and then yeah get your fertilizer and fertilizer on and away you go.
0: Do you guys like to use seaweed?
9: Um, we're very simple, Ray. We yeah. we're
0: very
10: simple.
8: Very we're, very we're very simple
9: very in life <laughs> and simple in
10: gardening.
0: <laughs> um, we, ditto. Yes. Yeah. Look,
9: What we try and put across to our customers is is, everybody's time poor now. So why not just use a general fertiliser that's going to give you everything rather than using... um, Bits of this and bits
0: of that, yeah. Yeah,
9: Yeah, and it's
8: degrees of effort too. Are you getting any more from your plant with that?
0: Yeah, it just makes us feel better, doesn't it?
8: Yes, it does. And Mm. we we do consults and you open someone's cabinet, like their garden cabinet, and there's like $400 worth of products yeah, in there. It's yeah, like, yeah. it was never like that. No. It, it was basics. It was the basics of your sheep manure, your
3: organics,
8: and, you know... If you're transplanting things, you might want to use something for stress, but it's got—it's cra- getting crazy.
5: Yeah, we're true. just spending
8: money
0: in the wrong areas,
8: or and, we're not. and we're
0: complicating it, aren't we?
5: We
8: That's are. Right. We're making it more difficult for ourselves. I think so. More work for ourselves, and often the result really isn't much different, if any. So yeah. we try to keep everything as simple as because you're more likely to do it if it's easy.
0: Yes, this is true. So
8: your the health of your garden is. Generally, the easier it is, the more likely you are to, to do it and to get good results.
9: But not to say that you can't use no. so if you, if you want to because it, absolutely it will do something for you, yeah. of course, of, of, for your plants. Very good for building, you know, the, the, the cell walls. That's so right. we're not saying not to do it, but we just try and simplify your, the, way do, yeah. the way we do things.
0: And we had a lady call in this morning and she's got 50-year-old roses and I think she was wanting to know what to do with them? Would they they would be ready for a refurbishment? Would you would <laughs> you would would you do that? Would you, you know, no, give them well, a heavy prune or?
9: I definitely give them a summer prune. Uh, we did again. We did listen to the your show this morning, so yeah. we did hear that lady as well. Yeah. Um, I think probably the most important thing no. for her was she had she just moved into the property or no? She,
0: they're established. No. Okay.
9: Mm. All right. So. Basically, wetter soil is such a key thing in WA gardens. Now, people will sometimes think they're pouring water onto their garden, and they're not getting results. And it's generally because the water is water repellent. so, so, so wetter soil is so important um, in a in a in a garden like that to get get that in there, get the get the water.
5: And the thing you, is to have a
8: dig.
9: Yeah, yeah. you
8: think just because you're Standing there, watering it doesn't mean it's getting... It's just maybe going off the surface. So yeah. have a dig and see how moist it is, and you'll find that the first centimetre is sort of wet and the rest is dry, and that's mm. because it's not the water's not getting down there. So yeah. it's, you've got to have a real look.
9: Kate, Katie's been very busy in our garden this week, believe it or not, with the, the temperature, and I think she broke about six pipes while she was digging this week, <laughs> um, but that's Okay. Sorry about that uh, but the, even even our garden that gets regular water and has had sheep manure and mulch and and, and everything and, yeah, and, and wetter salt
8: you'll pull a big weed out, big night shady thing, and it's dry as a bone down yeah like, oh, my god I, we've just poured twenty minutes of water in here so you look it. at the
9: garden you think how how does it look okay when when nothing when nothing. there is p- patches like that so yeah, yeah the, that's
0: and that's true. I have that in my own garden, patches yeah. 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 It, is, it's yeah, it is, it is weird. It is. It is. It's concerning. Um yeah. now, now I couple, have I have chili thrip. So Oh dear. I have yeah, I just noticed it this week. Um what's your knowledge of it at the moment with regard to it being active out there and what to do? Yeah. It's do?
9: It's, cer- it's certainly less, right? We've had
0: I think okay, it's less think too. It, mm. yeah, it's, progress- yeah. it's
9: progressively got Less, and I don't know, there's obviously a couple of answers for that. One of them might be that people are knowing how to deal with it. Yeah. And the other, and the other one, I, which I hope is that there's just not as much around.
8: Yeah. And um, I think our research, and there's so much confl- conflicting information about everything in the world now, not just mm-hmm. chili drips, mm-hmm. is that the high temperatures have it a great deal to do with it. And I think having a really nice, hot summer, um, we just think that maybe that has something to do with it. Yeah, so I mean... Over 40 is it's meant to be mortality, but we're not seeing that in regional areas where it's, you know, some... It's getting out into regional areas, and they have very high temperatures a lot yeah, of the years. it's a, it's so a hard one. It's very... We're very yeah. A couple
9: of years ago, I think it's two mm-hmm. or three Christmases ago, we had about five forties in a row over Christmas.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah um, I remember it well. Mm. Yeah, <laughs>
9: we all do. Mm. Um, and we definitely, there was definitely a lull
0: dropped off
9: in phone calls and cases mm. at that time. And then it, it, it unfortunately, once it cooled off again, it did research come back. But yeah. look, look to me, most people we talk to now are either newbies to it which I which surprises me but it is happening still or they're dealing with it and they're not they're not making it this big thing and it, and it shouldn't be made as a big thing it's just no. another thing that we all we all have to cope with you know yeah, exactly
8: yeah I mean, yeah I mean we get aphids we get black spot we get rust not just roses but lots of things and we what do we do do we rip our gardens up, or do we deal with yeah, it or do we, we, we...
0: deal with it Mm. Yeah,
8: or do we accept the fact that it's not perfect for a time yeah. and then it all comes good? It's, that, that's, it's all on how we look at it mm. as individuals. How do, you, how do you look at it? Do you say it's not the end of the world and go inside and pour a glass of wine or do you get <laughs> upset about it? Like, it? We can't, nothing's perfect all the time. So no. we definitely think that it's changed, that yeah. there's a lot less around. We've had people who still have never even heard
0: of it. Yeah, no, that that crops up a lot, even on Facebook pages. Yeah, so that that amazes me as well. We've got a couple of more questions for you. Would you guys be kind enough to hold? We've got to go to a little break and and pick it up on the other side. Would that be okay? No problem. Okay, we shall return. Thank you both. And you're tuned to Let's Talk Gardening with Ray and Faye and we have Rob Melville and Katie Coyle online. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much for waiting and letting us clear that bracket.
2: Yeah. So No, no problem. We had uh, Christine inquired and I sent some photos on to you. Yep. Mottling of the leaves. What? What's your thoughts on that?
9: Yeah, look, it's definitely uh, mosaic virus. Yeah. Um, but, you know, mosaic virus has been in roses and other plants for years and years and years. And luckily, in our in our state and in, in our country, in fact, um, roses can can handle it and will grow and and be very happy. Just at different times of the year, you'll get you'll get more um, leaf um, virus wow. than in other times. So it's generally, great, in, in stress times like after pruning and, and, and in summer. Um, but it, the plants will be happy. happy they'll flower. They'll, it's been We've been growing roses like this for years and years and years. Um, so, yeah, not a, not a big problem.
8: It's more just a visual thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Just, as opposed to it uh, affecting the health of the plant. Um, I mean, there's viruses in rice and wheat and barley, and it's something that there's not been a lot of research outside of intense agriculture because that's what feeds the world. But... Viruses are a huge issue in the plant world, as they are with people, and understanding them is very difficult. But mm. this this is a visual thing; it's not anything that affects the vigor of your plant. Um,
9: those pictures you sent, I, I guarantee you, in two months you'll hardly see those leaves at all.
10: Mm, um, the, okay. the,
8: new,
9: the new the new stuff, and it, like I said, it's it's, it's at a, at stress periods, and and those leaves are older, so that once the older leaves Get once they get older, um, that virus will come through. Look worse than what it would, be, would have been months before that. So, mm. I mean, any variegation in a plant is is just a virus.
2: They're a bit so, highly desirable at the present moment, aren't they? Variegated plants.
9: If you have a look at all the indoor plants, all the yeah. all all the variegated ones are all the ones getting all the money. So, That's right. yeah, nothing really to worry about there, folks. So. Okay.
8: It's, it's quite interesting to watch if you if you find a plant. That, that does the <clears> virus. <coronavirus, throat> it doesn't even seem to move through to neighbouring plants. So yeah, yeah agree. Across third generation, this is something that that Melville's family have looked at for many, many, many years and and observed and tried to work out. But it doesn't travel. So only
9: only by bugs.
8: Yeah, like but not sucking like aphids yeah. and stuff can transfer it. In observation, but again. It's not an exact science. There's not a lot known about these viruses in plants. Um, so, and especially in something like an exotic that doesn't affect the world.
11: Yeah. So no, that's no great. one
8: looks into it. But if, mm-hmm. you know, if your rice crop's full of virus and it's affecting the growth of the rice, then virologists look into it. But it's something that's, there's bigger fish to fry out I, there I always... Get much attention. If anyone
9: asks me, I always say, would you, what would you do if your child had a cold sore? You wouldn't? you
2: know, cut their head off. <laughs> you, wouldn't,
9: you wouldn't get it up. Might. You wouldn't get up. Well,
2: I was t- going to say maybe. <laughs> there, there you go, Christine. You don't have to cut their heads off. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Good to know. Again, it's another thing that
8: it doesn't ma- It's okay. I guarantee you'll get great flowers if everything else is right, if your water's right, if mm-hmm. your food's right. Yeah. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's just actually it can be quite attractive actually. I it think can be, I yeah. think sometimes when we see plants we are like, "Oh my god, look at those patterns." So it depends again how you look at it.
0: I've so had it, it is, on a rose bush and it just stayed within that particular rose bush yeah. and it did not perform any worse or no. you know, it, it just Absolutely. it was just there and I ignored it. Yeah. Mm. It it doesn't travel as no. far
2: from one to the other. I think it's we've got like,
9: bigger bigger things to yeah, worry
0: about. It, yeah, yeah, we certainly
9: do. Yellow lines.
2: Well, yeah. talking about the bigger things to worry about, you probably heard uh, Caroline asking about her salvias earlier.
9: We just came in at that time. we we'll yeah. excuse us. Our, our lawn's getting mowed, so there's blowers and whatnot. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so we actually just came in on that, so you'll have to. It, the-
2: she had trouble establishing salvias.
9: She's had trouble. Mm. What? Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean. I do. I, I will say we've just been our Katie's oldest boy is getting married next, this month in Adelaide, and we've we've been over in Adelaide doing a bit of work there because the garden, the gardens,
3: weddings in the garden.
9: weddings in his, in his fiance's yeah. garden. So yeah. we have found that the heaviest soils in Adelaide, mm-hmm. the salvias don't like.
0: Yeah, uh, that, that that fits. Much.
9: So, I, I, did she, does she have a heavy soil? Does she have also? Does she have bore water that might be salty?
8: Dianella? Is she, okay? is she okay? Is everything else <coughs> okay in her garden? Is it just salvia?
0: Mm. Well, she just yeah. says she struggles and she was giving up on trying to grow selvia. She never had any luck or success. Okay. Mm.
9: Well, that's, that's interesting because that would be a very isolated opinion because yeah. we haven't, yeah, we, we most people are.
8: I think one of the things that we find <coughs> attractive about salvia is their bulletproofness. So there must be something. Now's going on, yeah unless are they the uh, tri- oh, did you say they were the old tried and trusted varieties or are they new some of the new ones, especially the wishes range, are a little bit antsy aren't they, they can't like, be. love and yeah. wishes and kisses and wishes and they yeah. sort of, um they were found i believe in Victoria they, they were bought in a Victorian garden, and they seem to be not as resilient as the african and south american um and canary island varieties so yeah. i don't know if, if she's trying those ones maybe because even we struggled with them at times if we yeah. cut them too hard if they don't get yeah. leaf yeah. down low they yeah. turn up their toes has she
9: has yeah. she got a bore is there is there a, like is, do you know, know whether she's using bore water
0: yeah and would that make a difference
9: well, just the, the most salt, definitely the salt. salt. They don't like salt, yeah. Um, I mean, and sometimes this time of year when the water table's down, any areas that are a bit salty can be...
8: More salty. Definitely more salty. We found that out in
9: Adelaide that the, their water was almost... You could, you could yeah. taste the salt really strongly. I, so I know
8: it sounds really weird. You are and weird. And don't repeat me, but you can lick the leaf. And if, it, if you can taste the salt, yeah. it's going to kill your plant.
10: Yeah. So right. it's that
8: obvious. Like if it's if it's salt, if it's salty enough that you can taste it. Yep. Even at the coast, people will say, "Oh, I live a street away from the coast, and is it and my roses are not doing well." Yeah. It be salt air? But it's and we'll say, "Look, go home and lick your leaf." Yeah. Yep. them, and if you, if you can taste the salt, then just use a bit of skim water and get it off.
0: Yeah.
8: And well, then it's difficult because you might be washing it into the soil, but.
0: Honestly, that's the easiest way. Okay, that's interesting. Without, mm. Testing, mm.
8: without going and paying for a test or yep, or taking water good. to a pool yep. shop and say it's yep. from your pool and get them to
2: test it. That's <laughs> a right. One. Very good. Well, thank you very, very much. You guys are a wealth of information.
0: We'll have to get you in the studio soon this year when the time is right. I know you've obviously got a lot on your plate right now. We have.
9: We, we would love to come in when yeah. we get a chance. I'll yeah.
0: bring the wine. <laughs> You're a woman after my own heart. You already know that, Katie. Yeah. I'll bring
8: us a bottle each.
0: Yes. Oh, perfect. Thank you. <laughs> How's your little dog? How's she, your little dog? She's, she's not bad. She's had a few issues. She's got a bit of what they call tendonitis. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. she's got a few little problems here and there, but Aww. she's ball crazy and I don't think that is helping that the situation. Kid, right? we we're having to nah. wean the ball off her. It's very hard, very hard. Um, but a bit got... like you and the wine, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly, love, yeah.
2: <laughs> you've got me pegged, yeah. <laughs> and
0: Faye's very quietly sitting yeah, over yeah. The
2: there. <laughs> I'm thinking, yeah, before you say any more, you guys better get back to your budding. You've got 2,000 more yeah. roses to do.
0: Yeah. Lost. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you both. Thank you very much. Okay, thank you. Thank right. you. Appreciate. Bye. Okay, thank bye. You. bye. That was Rob Melville and Katie Coyle, uh, from Melville's Rose and Garden up in Carmel. And aren't they an amazing couple? Uh just they sure overflowing are. with incredible information and simple information and logical common sense information. And I just think sometimes we do get too complicated these days. And it gets confusing. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I get confused sometimes about what I should be doing. I hear too much. I hear just enough well, we to do confuse he- we me. We do hear yeah. a
2: lot. And yeah. we have to be careful about where we hear that from because I yeah. think people are always trying to sell to us. So yeah. you've got to think about where yeah. your information is coming from and, what and what's agenda, in it for them. what the yeah. agenda is. All right.
0: Let's go to Erskine or Erskine. How do you say that, Faye? Erskine. Sure. Margaret, good morning. It's Erskine. Erskine.
6: Erskine.
2: Thank, Thank you. you, Margaret. How are you today and how can we help you? I'm pretty good, thanks. Now, we've got a problem with um, hibiscus people.
8: Ah, yes. Yes. Any recommendations? Um, tried, I, it's too hot to, you know, I was using Eco Oil last year, but it's been too hot to spray.
10: Mm. I've
8: tried I've tried soapy water. I've Put dishes of soapy water under the bushes, and I pick up the buds off the ground. We've got some beautiful bushes, you know, Isabel Beard, um, Buried Sunrise, Buried Treasure, and you know, a lot of high, it's mainly the light coloured ones, the big double cream one and the, the single cream ones that they're getting into, and the mauve ones, you know, the Isabel Beard and
2: mm. the buried I have, treasure. Uh, I have seen the hibiscus. Beetle, but not in plague proportions to cause enough damage to really look into the migra. Yours sounds like a quite, quite no, a bad.
8: As is in plague, honestly. And the, okay. the the bushes, the bushes are lovely and healthy, got thousands of buds on them. But of course, the buds just keep falling off.
10: Right. And uh, my
8: hus- my husband's decided that. Maybe we're just gonna cut them right down to nothing, prune them right back hard and see if we can get rid of it that way. Mm. Because we had we had it last year and it's back again this year. Okay. We kind of got rid of it.
2: Margaret, I might have to do a bit of homework on this or see what John can find out. I'm I'm not up to speed on um its cycle, uh what damage it does, perhaps who its predators are. Etc., cetera, etc., cetera. and yeah, I might be able to give you more information when I know more, but I'd have to do a bit of research on it. Oh, okay, then. Mm. So perhaps next week we could uh, give you a report back on that. Okay. Yeah, it's okay, just, thanks not, for that. yeah, I, I don't know enough about it. No, no they're in plague proportions on the bushes.
5: Yeah, okay.
2: the, the bright
8: coloured ones, are, you know. Topsy and the uh, Hawaiians, you know the red ones, and that they don't they don't touch those.
10: Mm.
8: Just so oh, it's just the lovely cream ones and the you know and the mauve ones. And as you know, the Isabel bee is a beautiful plant when it flowers.
2: Yeah,
8: but um, just you know they're just destroying everything.
2: Yep. All yeah. All right, I'll see what I can okay. find out for you, Margaret. Okay, thanks a lot. All thanks right, for your day. call. You okay, too. thank
0: you. Bye. And let's go to Ellen Brook, and we're saying hello to Wilma. Good morning. Morning, Wilma. Hi, Rose.
3: Hi, how are you going? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. you. What a lovely young man you've got on your switchboard. He's gorgeous. He's so helpful. That's
0: Peter Kelly. He's yeah. a, he is a doll. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. Um, ladies, I've sent you a Facebook post and somebody responded and I got back to you and I just really wanted to have a little chat with you about this problem that I've got in my raised garden beds with broad mite. I don't currently have any plants in there at all. Yes. Um, I did a little bit of research on my own and what I came up with was, well, I'll just go back a step. I planted my tomatoes, capsicums in early spring and within i don 't know a, a foot 's growth of the of the seedlings that I put in the um, the leaf curl um, that 's typical of broad mite was really evident Yes, um, I let them go a little bit longer, and then I saw all the flowers sizzling up, and really nothing was happening and When it did fruit, the fruit was really small and not not heavy, like I normally have with my tomatoes. So I posted it on the WA Gardener's Facebook page, and without exception, everybody came back and said broad mite. And uh, there was a post from Annette McFarlane with pictures that were pretty much identical to what I had. Um, But unfortunately, there really wasn't a great deal of information about how to to treat it. And my own research told me to remove the plants, bag them, bin them and leave the soil fallow. So I did that for several weeks and then I planted new plants and I have to say that the plants came from a a store. Um, But the soil that went into the brand new garden beds was garden in a bag and I've had absolute success everywhere else with that product um, but not in the two raised beds where the tomatoes and capsicums are. So I don't think it's the soil because there's no evidence of it anywhere else and it's only in one bed. The other Mm. bed... Didn't, or it didn't have tomatoes in it, but, but I've had no problem in, with beans and, and everything else that I had growing in there, eggplants and cucumbers, they were all fine. So it's just the tomatoes and capsicums. And I just want to know if there is a drench that I can use um, to drench the soil because I'm really reluctant to plant those, those plants in that garden bed again because I just lose them.
2: Mm. Yeah, understandably. I I also have done some research and uh, I'm also mindful that we're running out of time here. But there there is a predator available from Bugs for Bugs and they're called Mont So they actually target broad mites. We did talk about this earlier in the programme and uh as far as the drench, I mean I'm I'm sure there would be something available, but I don't know that you'd want to use it on your edible plants. So using... Even if there's no plant in contact with it? Well, if... Because... Are you thinking of the soil, just the soil?
3: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking
2: of just the soil, like using confidant or something like that. Yeah, see, I wouldn't use that when you want to grow edibles there. Okay that that's the thing you know where i try not to use chemicals or pesticides in the garden what i would be aiming to do is uh plant a crop that is a break crop so something like green manure or leafy greens which in crop rotation you you follow with leafy greens spinach silver beet cabbage broccoli something along those lines or a green manure same sort of thing the green manure crop before it flowers, you dig it back in and it helps break any pest cycles. So the other thing I would look at doing would be building up banks in the garden of plants that harbour beneficial insects. And I talk about this all the time. So parsley, dill, carrots, Queen Anne's lace, they have an humble flower. They'll bring in things like your wings, your hoverflies and Wasps and, and good bugs that help target your pests. And they hang out there all the time so that when you've got a pest, they're on to it. So it might take okay. a while. In the meantime, okay. I I would grow separately in a pot. All right. I, okay. I hope that helps, Wilma. And um, I- is there any... Is there any benefit
3: in growing your own seedlings as opposed to buying seeds that may bring that bug with them?
2: Oh yes, and next weekend we we will talk all about it with Laura Blishen from Thrive Sustainability.
3: So Wilma, I
2: have Perfect. to go I'll to a it break it. now, love. So <laughs> Thank yeah. You. Oh, that, yeah,
3: that was that was a long chat. Thank you so much. Thank for you really so much. You're welcome, Wilma. Okay.
0: Okay, Bye. we shall return. Curtain Radio. Straight back out to the lines, busy morning. Let's go to Ardros. Eileen, thanks for waiting.
4: Oh, good morning, all, and thanks for letting me talk. Look, we have a jarrah tree next door to us, and the person looking after it has only got a gap between his very rich lawn and high lawn and about two inches to the jarrah tree. I reckon mm. the Jarrah tree is looking a bit sunny. How mm. What's the width, the length or you know, distance from the tree to the grass, should you allow?
2: Oh, honestly, that's... How big's the tree? <laughs> yeah. Oh, mm. well, it's quite a tall... It's a big
4: Jarrah tree. Mm. It's got to be 15, 20 years old or so. Oh. The
0: uh,
4: uh, this lawn's being well looked after now, and the lawn, the, it's, it's well-fed and it's rich and... But it's getting very close, to about an inch or two off, away from the trunk of the tree.
2: It, it's amazing that the lawn would be doing so well under the canopy of the tree.
4: Yeah, yeah yes. Well, it's in a small front garden, walled garden, but uh, yeah, it does get well looked after.
2: Oh, uh, I, I think you've stumped me. I think there are so many factors in this that, you know. I think the lawn competing with the tree probably isn't too big a problem because the tree would have a mix of deep roots and shallow roots. Yeah. Uh I given think given its age. Yeah, yeah. The fact that um the lawn is even growing really well under the tree makes me think that it's got quite a sparse open canopy. I would be more concerned about what is being put onto the lawn than Gosh. than anything else. Um You know, jarrah trees are are pretty, pretty hardy. They can suffer with a canker or dieback and you would see that in the trunk. I know we had a similar thing in one of our trees and uh, 2015, the branches were not looking very good so I got an arborist in and trimmed so that we could remove any of the questionable branches and monitor the tree going forward and here we are eight years later and the tree is actually doing quite okay. Um,
4: oh, I had the arborist come in from the uh, council. She didn't. I didn't. Wasn't there, so I couldn't tell her to look over the wall. But, but because uh, I was worried about um, dieback. But she said, "Oh no, it's a healthy-looking tree." To me, she said, "Don't worry about it." But I just have heard so often that in, in a gardening session last week, I just heard somebody say, "I think your grass is too close to the trunk of the tree." Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just thought this could have been a problem.
2: Well, it, it, sometimes people will try and plant a tree in the middle of grass and then the grass comes in, you know, be it a, a citrus tree or a new gum. Mm, um, up right so up to you, the trunk. Yeah, and mm. you've got the factors that affect the tree are compaction and, yeah, compaction for one. I. Uh, I don't think there's a given answer without seeing, seeing it myself. It. Mm. Mm. I, yeah, I think okay. your concerns are valid, and I would be concerned. Maybe speak to the neighbour about it about your thoughts, about whether they value the tree or they prefer their lawn. Okay. Mm. All right. Thanks very much, ladies. Love the, love the program. Thanks, Thanks Eileen. Irene. Good, good Thanks. luck, and right. I, I hope yeah the, I hope the tree isn't suffering because. 20-year-old jarrah tree is to be valued.
4: Mm. Yes. Thank you.
0: Bye. Okay. Bye. And does polyphagus like jarrah trees? Not sure I don't think yeah. that is. One I think we're list. safe so far. Mm. Okay. Now, we have to make this a, a really quick call because we're getting to the pointy end of the show. We're in Como. Mark, thanks for waiting.
1: That's okay. Um, you might not be able to answer this one. Just recently I had to replace a back fence. And I had to chop out some uh, many huge giant strelitzias. Oh. And, and um I've got them in my backyard still, and I've got cuttings from the tops of them which haven't died because I've got some in water in, in tubs and others in soil, and I'm keeping them wet, and they seem to be hanging in there. But I'm just wondering, with the logs, if I... Um, cut them longitudinally down in halves or quarters or something like that, would I be able to get them to strike and make um, little offshoots or cut them up and get them to grow again?
2: Uh, Strelitzias grow the from the roots. Yeah. So nothing, nothing up the stem would grow cuttings.
1: Okay. What about using root hormone or something like that because they're still alive inside?
2: No, roots. Okay. Yeah, division, uh, dividing them and and taking part of the, the base Root in the ground base, yeah. is how you propagate them.
1: Okay, no problem. I'll okay. take them to the tip then.
2: Yeah, the, and you would, oh, I feel for you because that would have been a big job, I know. But oh, thanks, yeah, it was,
1: yeah. Oh. Whole day of heavy sweating. Yeah, I
2: can. We know. (laughs) Take care,
0: Mark. Thank you for your call. Thank you. Cheers. Bye. Short break. When we return, we're chatting with Marlene.
10: Curtain Radio.
0: And we are back. We're going straight out to Coogee. Marlene, good morning.
7: Good morning, love. Thank you for calling back.
0: You're welcome. It's Ray and Faye. How are you going?
7: Yes, I'm going good. Thank you. Hope you are too. Very good. Regarding my Hoya. I've had it for many years, very, very healthy looking. I fertilise it regularly, water good, but it's never flowered. Okay, Marlene. How much
2: sun is it getting?
7: Oh, well, it's in the patio and I have the glass in the in the thing that shows the sunlight in. Yes, yep. So I'm assuming, because it's so healthy, I'm assuming that's enough.
2: Well, maybe not. uh. Maybe not. Also, what are you fertilising
7: with? Oh, just a mixture of uh, blood and bone and dynamic lifter and a few other things.
2: Okay. From what you've told me, you are giving your plant quite a bit of nitrogen and what Hoyas need to flower are potassium. So a fertiliser for flowering plants. So there's Thrive, Aquasol, miracle Grow, Power Feed, something like that would help. Perhaps yes. help, and yeah, I've, even, I've even given them that as well. Right. Okay. Well then, <laughs> more sunlight. So two things: more sunlight, more. Okay. Yeah, more right. fertilizer or more sunlight, but, and okay. but don't put it out so it will burn. It sounds leafy yeah. and healthy,
7: but yeah. yeah, very healthy. Yeah, my daughter has the same one, and she's the same thing. Not, yep. not a flower.
2: Mine. Well, mine have been getting. Good amounts of bright light, and they are going nuts. I, I've got more than a dozen flowers
7: hanging two meters down. Is, honestly, geez, that hey, patio has lots and lots of sunlight. Yeah, I can't understand it. Change yeah. your fertilizer. Do do what I've okay. said weekly,
2: <laughs> weekly, 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 Marlene, okay. and good luck. Okay, okay, thank, thank you. So you. Much. Okay. Cheers for that, Marlene.
0: Bye all right now i am going to give away something very quickly from bigger trees our 75 dollar gift voucher i bet you guys thought that i had forgotten just got busy and i've got to make sure we've got enough lines uh so that you can actually call in as we always say you must be a curtain fm member and not to win a prize in the last 28 days now bigger trees is your frangy ornamental and fruit tree specialist nursery up in Pickering Brook huge amounts of magnificent stock arrive each week with heaps of colorful delights for you to see this week was no exception and they also have a great range of new pots and accessories everything that you uh, would like to see in in a nursery it's all there for big plants little plants everything in between Bigger Trees has you covered and they deliver across the metro area for your convenience as well I suggest you browse their colourful Facebook page for updates and videos of the nursery. They are open Thursday through to Sunday each week. For more details, please go to biggertrees.com.au. Here's John's Curly quiz question. In Alan Sherman's song, Hello Mother, Hello Father, what happened to Joe Spivey? In Alan Sherman's song, Hello Mother, Hello Father, what happened to Joe Spivey? 94841927. 94841927. Off you go. $75 gift voucher up for grabs at Bigger Trees.
2: I almost think I know the answer to that one. Yeah. Anyway, back to my job. Yes. Um, can't be taken up with words. Fri- Frivolity. <laughs> yes. Um, Kay has sent in an email about hundreds of little beige-coloured bugs that fly up from all over the garden when she waters yeah. what do i think they are and how much damage can i expect now this goes might go along with the Kaikuya and cooch question i think it was deborah deborah who had, mandra in, yeah. yep so her lawn's not looking too flash so you know this across the board a couple of the things to help lawns look good I guess a lot of people are probably watering uh, twice a week mm-hmm. currently. It may not be enough, particularly with a couple of 41 degrees thrown in there. So what I've found works really well is regular applications of fertiliser with wetting agent. That helps the water stay in the soil, helps maintain moisture and helps for a green lawn. So if the lawn's not getting enough water, obviously it's going to be set back. But the other thing it could be, uh, and this is what these moths could be, is caterpillars that are coming out of the lawn and worm Mm. is around at the moment. So if you've got a lawn, if heat is not the problem, it could be a pest attack. If
0: it's not hydrophobic. Mm.
2: Well, Mm. and a lot will be unless you're doing... Regular, and I mean monthly treatments yeah. of of a wetting agent. And you can so, see
0: when a lawn is hydrophobic, uh, it gets that bluish, greyish tinge.
2: Well, and pests can cause that problem too, well. where the roots are eaten. So yeah. one of the things to work out what the issue is, getting a bucket of soapy water yeah. and pouring it into the lawn. If you've got a pest problem, pests will come, to the come up because they can't breathe and they're, they're looking for air. Now, I'm not suggesting you ru- rush out and buy a whole lot of insecticides because I don't think that's the way to solve the problem. I think we work out what the problem is and then deal with it. Mm. But hydrophobic soil and caterpillars can be a problem. Go out at night time and just have a walk around on your lawn. If you have got army worm and they've gone through that cycle, you'll see the moths flying up and around. Yeah. But moths are very important, so we don't want to kill everything. A hmm. uh, couple more emails here. One is uh, about a fuchsia. And from Peter in Greenwood, I have been away for a week and when we came back, the fuchsias were decimated. Grey and white caterpillars had stripped all the leaves. Well, there are cluster, cluster caterpillars. Yeah, they're that, doing the rounds. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. and they're looking for lush leafy leafy plants so i've removed the culprits and cut them back got a few shoots but then they all died you know fuchsias are going to struggle in this weather i'm afraid if you can try and take some cuttings to secure your new plants uh and good luck the only other thing i could suggest is dipel which is a caterpillar killer for young caterpillars and quickly the last email for today from Jenny Uh, she's got grass trees that are looking very dry she's had them for 40 years they have flowered so they've got these amazing spikes my only recommendation is be careful what you do around the roots don't be using any products and don't be interfering around the base of the tree because this is where their coloroid roots are and they're very sensitive I would say that the tree has put its energy into flowering and the growth is not looking that great. It's taken a lot out of it. I think it it will just be all right. It'll come good in time and probably put out a new flush of growth. I don't really think there's a lot you can do with that. So Okay. All
0: right. Now we have a winner for our tree seventy five dollar gift voucher. Mary from Banjup, congratulations to you. Seventy five gold dollar gift voucher will make its way to you this week. Let us know what you do with it. Now the question was, in Ellen Sherman's song, Hello Mother, Hello Father, what happened to Joe Spivey? He developed poison ivy. Okay?
2: He went to Camp Granada, didn't he?
0: I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> he developed poison ivy. Okay. Look, um yeah, it's been a great morning. Lots of information uh that we have covered off I think uh today. All we can say is do your best in this weather. Guys, look after yourselves and your animals and your garden as best you can. Uh, big thanks to Peter Kelly and John Glidden and our very own Faye Akaro. Stay tuned for George Minoldi; He's up next with the classic 60s. Have fun, everyone, and happy gardening. We hope you've enjoyed listening to another edition of Let's Talk Gardening on Curtain Radio. Happy gardening.